0: Hello there and welcome to another episode of Scouting 5, recapping scouting news from around the world for the week of February 1st, 2021. I'm Scouter Ken and today I'm actually recording from downtown Edmonton, Alberta. Some unfortunate news to kick us off this week. Out of Finland, Helsinki police are investigating two scout leaders who are suspected of committing sex crimes against children and young adults during troop activities. The suspects are aged 20 and 40, and they belonged to the Helsinki Metropolitan Area Guides and Scouts Association, which has evidently notified all of their members and their members' guardians about these happenings. The crimes are thought to have taken place over the last few years. According to police there, the suspects have been permanently removed from the Scouting Association. Five victims so far have been reported, all under the age of 18. For their part, the Finnish Scouting Association has stated that the organization has a zero-tolerance policy toward any form of harassment and has assured that it will cooperate fully with police investigations. Over in Kiarni, Nebraska, the first Scouts BSA all-girls troop is being established. They have found enough scouters to establish the new group and they are now in the process of recruiting girls to join it. According to the committee chair of the group, Josh Sykes, they are excited for this opportunity. They, uh, he himself has daughters that, uh, whose interests closely align with the Boy Scouts of America's general philosophy and program delivery model, and he wants them to have the same opportunity as their brothers. He says that at every meeting they will have all-female leaders to guide the girls as role models so that they can see themselves in a leading role. And they will continue recruiting through early February. They will be holding another open house, evidently at the Kearney Library, on February 5th. Now, if you've been following the progress of the coronavirus pandemic in Canada, you might be aware that many of the maritime provinces, Prince Edward Island, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, are doing very, very well with respect to the rest of Canada. And that is reflected in the fact that they are currently last I checked at any rate at stage four in Scouts Canada's five-stage reopening plan. So stage four means they're fairly far along the reopening plan. It means they're allowed to have in-person meetings as well as the online and outdoor meetings and a few other things. There's still some restrictions that they have to operate under, some safety precautions they have to observe, but in general, you know, they are much closer to being back to normal, quote-unquote, in terms of scouting, than much of the rest of the country. That said, the provinces out east of here are still under some restrictions. And this isn't, of course, sitting well with everybody. Or rather, not so much that the restrictions aren't sitting well with everybody, but the way in which they're being applied. According to the group commissioner for the second Fairview group, based out of Halifax, there's some question Uh, about the increase in the limits on participants in certain sport and art and culture groups. Uh, Evidently, this has been increased to 60 people recently. And so uh, the second Fairview group is wondering why scouts and guides can't follow suit much of the confusion stems from the fact that the group thought that they would fall under the arts and culture designation, which would allow them to, you know, meet in groups up uh, to 16, uh, comprising up to 16 people split into two groups of eight with social distancing and all the rest. But according to public health officials in Nova Scotia, that's not the case. They're actually restricted to a maximum of 10 people per meeting or, you know, one patrol and a couple of scouters, Um, which actually is quite similar to the restrictions we're operating under out here in Alberta. But it does require a rethink of how you deliver program, especially when the two scouters that are assigned to that one patrol of up to eight kids can't move between other groups or other patrols. They are tied to, you know, those two scouters are tied to those eight youth and that's it. And so that really requires a very creative rethink on how you go about delivering programming to youth um, because of course it really increases the demand for volunteers that you need to be able to field in order to deliver programming and the group commissioner for the scouts says that you know that it's not necessarily about establishing sort of an us versus them why do they get to do it when we don't with say hockey teams but it is sort of a plea for consistency in the application of these rules if groups like even choirs are allowed to begin meeting again, and of course we've heard a great deal over the last few months about the heightened risk that singing poses for coronavirus transmission, if groups even like choirs are allowed to begin meeting and performing again, um, there is a reasonable question there to be asked as to why the scouts can't also meet in larger numbers. Still, not all is doom and gloom out of the Maritimes. The 8th Annual Winter Woodlot Tour is going to be held just outside of New Glasgow in PEI this coming Saturday. This is an annual event that's kind of intended to give the community an opportunity to explore the diverse resources and benefits that public and private forests provide to Prince Edward Island's environment. And this year it will take place at a little private woodlot um, located, like I say, just outside of New Glasgow PEI, just along Buffalo Road. Many different groups, which have some interaction with the outdoors, will be uh, contributing to the activities that are taking place in the woodlot, and that includes Scouts Canada. They will evidently be running tree identification demonstrations from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And that is all the news I have for you this week. Thank you again for listening, and until next time, be prepared.